This is PhotoFlow TV. Greetings, PhotoFlow listeners. This is Eric Jones, and I am back with another episode of PhotoFlow TV, where I take a sort of a little bite-sized look at some television episodes that fit the theme of the main show, PhotoFlow Terror in the Smiles. So for the first episode of this uh, little series here, uh, I took a look at the premiere episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Um, so for today, we are going to jump from uh, one recognizable uh, TV face to another. And so we are jumping to the works of Rod Serling and his seminal television series, The Twilight Zone. And um, I think the, the Twilight Zone is one of my favorite television series ever i rewatch all the episodes all the time whenever there's a twilight zone marathon despite the fact that they're all available on streaming and i have the entire series uh on dvd uh i still watch the marathons uh i i watch multiple episodes many times uh throughout the year i'll get a twilight zone kick at at any moment um it's for a series that debuted over 60 years ago, it's it's become quite timeless. And I think it still stands today, um, even as it's been uh, rebooted uh, and reimagined a couple of times since its original run ended. Uh, you know, there was the 80s series. There was the movie. Um, there was the uh, series in the 2000s, I think it was in 2002, with Forrest Whitaker, and then most recently, uh, the the version of the series that was uh, produced and backed by uh, Jordan Peele. Um, and I've enjoyed moments from each of those iterations of the franchise, but the original series still stands out, and it it works constantly. Um, I find it just, uh, it's an invigorating piece of television, uh, to watch. And that after all these years, it's still efficient in its messaging and it's still effective, uh, in, in what it does. And Twilight Zone has crossed into many genres. There's, you know, it's science fiction, it's fantasy, it's horror, it's comedy, uh, it, it's it's so many things. Uh, so I'm going to try to focus on uh, episodes whenever I talk about Twilight Zone. I'm going to try to focus on episodes that would really fit uh, the the theme of photo flow. Uh, so for the first Twilight Zone episode I'm covering, uh, I am going to discuss the 11th episode of the first season. It's called, And When the Sky Was Opened. And it was directed by Douglas Hayes, based on a short story by uh, Richard Matheson, who would 
uh, worked with Twilight Zone many times throughout its run with a teleplay by Rod Serling. And this is my favorite episode of the series because, well, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll get into that once I get towards the end and I'll explain why um, this is my favorite episode. I don't want to give that part away. Um, so uh, to start, I'll start with a uh, brief synopsis of it. Um, there are three astronauts who have just returned um, from a, uh, a, a tour of space. Um, Colonel Forbes, Major uh, Gart, and uh, Colonel Harrington. Uh, all three men um, have returned from this um, from this expedition, and about twenty four hours for about twenty four hours, their spaceship disappears uh, from radar, and then when they come back, everyone's trying to figure out, hey, what? happened during the 24 hours that they uh disappeared um and so the episode starts with colonel forbes uh trying to um talk to major gart and forbes is played by rod taylor um who uh we have a uh, hitchcock connection here i previously watched alfred hitchcock presents uh Rod Taylor will work with Hitchcock uh, in 1963's *The Birds*. Um, so that's a that's a cute little uh, Hitchcock connection to sort of the prior episode. Um, so Forbes is talking to uh, William Gart, uh, played by Jim Hutton, and he wants to know, "Hey, do you remember uh, how many of us were on the mission?" And so Gart is like, "Yeah, it was." You know, it was you and me. It was just you and me. And Forbes is trying to convince him that he's forgetting Ed Harrington. And so then the majority of the episode kind of works as a flashback where after the uh, after the astronauts return, uh, Gart is in the hospital. So he's he's immobile at the moment. Uh Harrington and Forbes are, they're discharged and they're out at a bar and Harrington gets a funny feeling over himself and he goes to call his parents and uh, they tell him that they have no son. And so he panics and he runs out and he disappears and Forbes goes around saying, Hey, have, have, asking people at the bar, Hey, uh, did you see my friend? And people are like, what friend you came in here alone? And he's like, what are you talking about? I just came in here with, with my friend. Where is he? And nobody remembers him. And Forbes himself now begins to freak out because he can't find any trace. Uh, when he looks at the newspapers, the newspaper points out that, there were two astronauts that returned uh, just himself and Gart who was in the hospital. Uh, so then we fa flash forward back to the present. Um, Forbes is like, yeah, where's, you know, where there was three of us here and Gart's like, no, there were only two of us here. Uh, if then eventually, in what is a very creepy scene, even though the effects kind of betray it a little bit, 
Forbes looks at himself in the mirror only to see he has no reflection and he runs down the hallway screaming and then suddenly you hear silence. Gart calling out to a nurse says where where's Colonel Forbes and nobody remembers who Forbes is. It's as for, as, as if, it's as if Forbes himself never existed. And then Eventually, Gart gets the weird feeling over him, and we then cut to, um, I guess it's a um, an, another military officer um, asking the nurse um, if there are any un, unused rooms available, and the nurse takes it to the room that uh, Gart was in, and it's completely empty, uh, and there's no trace of either astronaut. It's as if all three of them uh, never existed. And that pretty much is the, the, the plot of And When the Sky Was Open. Uh, it is a very mysterious episode. And one thing you get used to with The Twilight Zone, you get used to some sort of lesson or the characters go, you know, experience some sort of lesson, um, you know, whether they're, whether they learn and grow from it or if they're, uh, punished, but there's usually a solid conclusion, uh, that closes out the episode. And for when, and for, and when the sky was open, this episode is a total mystery from start to finish. The astronauts disappear off a radar for 24 hours. And then when they come back one by one, they begin to disappear and no one remembers them. It's as if they were just wiped from existence. And eventually you learn that so is the ship. The ship um, also is gone from existence. No one remembers it. And it's quite terrifying. And this is why it's my favorite episode of the series it's total ambiguity you don't know why the astronauts disappeared from radar and what that means you don't know why they're disappearing and why it means that when they disappear they're just totally gone from existence and it it, it almost sort of like it sort of reminds me of the the Final Destination films in a in a way, you know, in in the Final Destination series. Uh, if you cheat death, death must then come after you, and it won't stop until everyone who was supposed to die then is gone. And this sort of operates uh, sort of the same way. As long as the astronauts remember each other, then it it then whatever is taking them away will come after them. Um, it's funny. It kind of also reminds me um, for any of uh, any of you out there who play video games, uh, Prince of Persia, Warrior Within, the, the second game that came after the Sands of Time. Um, in that game, you have like the, the time beast that because the prince messed with time, the time beast, and I forget its name, but the beast has to come after him to remove him from the timeline for messing things up. Now, what did these astronauts do? We have no idea. We have no clue why they disappeared. Um, 
Uh, and it's, I just find the whole thing fascinating. And Rod Taylor gives a hell of a performance um, because he's the one who basically has to carry the majority um, of it. Um, uh, the character of Gart is in the hospital for most of the time. And Harrington is the first one to disappear. So Gart is the one, I mean, I'm um, sorry. Uh, Forbes is the one who has to uh, basically carry the load um, narratively uh, throughout the episode. He's kind of the linchpin. And as he begins to lose it because no one remembers his colleague, um, Taylor's performance is um, outstanding. And it's just a, it's a terrifying episode because you don't know with most episodes of the twilight zone, you know, and for this episode, you don't know. And there's no answer. Um, I never read the uh, short story disappearing act by Richard Matheson that it's uh, based on. Um, I'll have to see if I can check that out one day. I'm just curious how it, um, I'm just curious how it goes. Um, but I think, you know, Serling's narration at the end of this episode, um, just as a final stamp on how ambiguous this is. Once upon a time, there was a man named Harrington, a man named Forbes, a man named Gart. They used to exist, but don't any longer. Someone or something took them somewhere. At least they are no longer a part of the memory of man. And as to the X-20 supposed to be housed here in this hangar, this too does not exist. And if any of you have any questions concerning an aircraft and three men who flew her, speak softly of them and only in the Twilight Zone. That's a very haunting uh, closing narration. The idea that if you have knowledge of this, you just might be gone. But we don't know why. And it's it's like it's, it's a rare case of ambiguity from uh the the series for and that's something that it usually doesn't do uh so that wraps up uh this episode of photo flow tv um thank you all for joining me and i will be back uh with a another episode um i'm going to jump back to alfred hitchcock presents um, we'll be talking about another episode uh, that he directed of the series entitled Breakdown. See you then.